with that being said, I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid in a toy store and I've got great partners and great product and that is perfect nirvana. I'm an entrepreneur. I started my first company when I was 19. I know how to succeed in business. I've definitely had my share of failures, which only teaches you how to succeed. And right now, we're just knocking down the doors. I mean, we're one of, we're one of the top rated, fastest selling craft distilled bourbons in America. And I could not be happier. And, uh, you know, I'll show Conor McGregor how to do it the proper way. That's all I can say. <laughs> the intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Happy New Year. Welcome into 2023. We're kicking it off, I think, with a great episode here on Bar Conversations. We missed y'all. We hope you had a great holiday, uh, whatever you were celebrating, however you were celebrating as well. I hope you had a great time. And we start off 2023 with a great episode. We talked with Bruce Buffer. You might know him from the UFC. And it's time. I, he says it way better than, than I do. He is our main conversation talking about Puncher's Chance and a lot of the work that he does. And then our tasting notes which is up next with some of spirits as we look into low abv or lower abv alcohol and spirits it's a cool conversation and you can hear the full conversation of that on our youtube and facebook pages if you want to but let's not waste any more time and get into the show did you know hops and spirits is more than just this podcast check out hopspirits.com for our latest episode release past episodes interviews with interesting folks in the alcohol industry, and so much more. Just go to hopspirits.com. Feel free to wait until this podcast is done. Joining us here for our extra edition of Tasting Notes. If you want to see the full version, just check out uh, uh, our YouTube and Facebook page if you're watching here on the Bar Conversations. But if not, enjoy a great con full conversation because we have an interesting thing that I think works very well for what a lot of people do in January, and that's kind of cut back on their alcohol consumption, or maybe they uh, lighten it up, so to speak. And we're talking with James Cosma and Michael Barkin, co-founders of Summeroy Spirits. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having us. Appreciate the time. And did I actually say it right? Because I knew I was three for three beforehand, but did I go three for three when the, <laughs> when it actually yeah, counted? Yeah, indeed. You're on fire. We can, we can confirm with your audience. You are, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pronunciation. Well done. <laughs> Because it's it, you know the the bottle throws me off with kind of the the oh you know for those that are that are watching you can kind of see the bottle I'm holding up. Um, well, and I was gonna say you you kind of touched on what drew you to that lower proof. Where as we all get a little bit older, uh, we got to be a little smarter. It, things hit us a little harder the next morning if we uh, enjoy a little too too much, as I, I found out recently. Uh, so I guess why why did you guys settle on that fifty five proof that twenty seven and a half percent because. You know, a lot of people nowadays are going the non-alcoholic route. Um, and then you've got, you know, the 80 proof and higher, which is kind of the normal for a lot of these products. So why the, the 55 proof? Yeah, I mean, when we first started out with the idea, conceptually, we said, we're going to do a half proof craft spirit, right? That Off, off the top of the mind, it was like full proof on fire, non-alcoholic on fire. Let's just meet it in the middle and go half. And it was for no other reason than like, it sounded really great to say that once we actually started distilling this stuff and, and working with rectifiers to get it back up to full taste, we realized that half proof was frankly too thin. Like it, it lost out on a lot of the mouthfeel and the viscosity and the weight and a lot of the burn, all of it was just too thin. And so what we did with our, with our distiller is we just started basically going every two or three points 
up and down to figure out what that sweet spot was. And the goal was to get it as low in proof as we could, but also still taste uh, authentic and genuine and delicious and all of the things. And so 55 is frankly where we just landed because of the taste profile. It offered up an authentic experience, but did it in a way that still had a meaningful amount of alcohol taken out of it. And so I think we're left with what is the equivalent of 31 and a half percent less alcohol uh, per serving. And it's enough, you know, where, where it's still a meaningful drop. That's how, that's kind of how we got to that number. Well, and that's always a good thing when you, you go to, to flavor, because, because that means that you've got a good product in your hand that people should, should enjoy. And then outside of that proof point though, how does, or what's different with, with the vodka and gin that, that y'all produce? Well, you know, it, it, fundamentally, obviously, the the alcohol component is is the the the, the biggest you know uh, uh, variable that's different. But you know, we wanted to make sure that the 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 experience and the it needed to to taste like gin, and it needed to taste like vodka. Because I think what we're finding in the in the spiritless spirits world is there's there's a an artificial component that really kind of uh is pronounced in those and and we wanted to make sure that in a uh home cocktails or in a in a restaurant and bar serving that you could still serve those and and have the same type of experience that that uh, you'd have in a foolproof yeah the other thing that i would say is is unique and and frankly a byproduct of dropping the alcohol content is it's lower calories right and so in a world of of kind of better for you products where people are chasing and really interested in these things that even though we can't claim they're better for you because it's alcohol, <laughs> the reality is that Darn. there is 30, you know, we can say, we can't go out into the external market and say, this vodka is better for you than all the other things, right? It, but the reality is it is a third less calories because it's a third less alcohol. And so there, there's inherent value in that. Obviously, we know that anybody can go create a product that's going to be lower proof. And the reality is that there will be more people who are doing that. It's becoming more and more of a trend and that's exciting for us, right? It's like more eyes on the vertical, uh, a way to develop out the category. And then our job is to make sure that we build a brand that's beautiful, that's significant, that has our consumer saying, this is my lower proof choice, right? They make a product that is, product first like quality and taste first and so that was for us a non-starter when we got this off the ground we said look even though it's going to be low alcohol or low proof it has to taste great and if it doesn't we just can't make the product and so it will never you know uh bash or naysay any of the competition that's out there but we all know that a lot of these products that draw the alcohol out they can't quite mimic what they're trying to do right and Obviously, there are consumers for it. That market's on fire. A lot of people are doing a wonderful job with it. Our our job is to focus on what we do, right? To make sure that we make a great product with Samurai and so that we can lead the, the category. But what's unique about it is that the product itself is sensational. You know, when you get a chance to, to taste it, I mean, we're biased, but the shit is delicious. Well, and, and I was going to say, I think that's what's cool too is because like you mentioned, some of the lower proof or, or the spiritless alcohols, it's hard to mimic that flavor when you drink them neat or on the rocks. Now, in a cocktail, usually they do really, really well because uh, it's more of what they're designed for. But with with some Aurora, you can do it neat on the rocks or in a cocktail. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll, it will shine very bright if you put it in something like a martini 
where when you drink it and the spirit is very forward, it tastes like an authentic experience. It's just going to impact you less. And so, you know, drinking it neat, drinking it on the rocks, those all those versions, when you taste it, you'll you will really see and smell that it it tastes like the full version. And then, you know, how, how much fun was it coming up? Because you mentioned it was a process to find that that sweet spot uh, and when you settled on that 55 proof for flavor, how much fun was it going through the taste testing process for the gin and the vodka? <laughs> or was it, it all was, work? It was a, well, I mean, listen, and we're still in the alcohol business and we're, you know, part of this is it's gotta be enjoyable. So it was fun, you know, where it became, you know, you start to, uh, uh, and, and being in the wine business, you, you understand how your palate can get a little dulled after a while, but you, know, you would go through these and we, you know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, mixing test tubes together to try to find the, the, the right formula that we could we could do this with. But it was a it was a hoot. And uh, we sat there for you know, a number of hours and and went through multiple iterations of us. And, you know, the base spirit is exactly the same with the gin and the vodka. And then obviously we had the botanical, uh, you know, com- complex and infusion into the gin. So it was uh, it was enjoyable for, for sure. Yeah, I would say like as a as a newcomer to the space, this is my first time of being able to go create a spirit, and it's crazy fun. Right? For any of your listeners out there who ever think about doing this, it's it's outrageous. The fact that you can have this thing in your idea, start working with this artist who's a distiller, and then the rectifier to a really like scientist, they really help you take your vision and bring it to life, and and go through this a lot of iterations frankly to get to a product where you're excited about it but that tasting experience and the the ability to build um from ground zero is it's really satisfying it was super fun well and then you know you've got the two products you got the vodka and the gin and and as you know the new year gets underway what's kind of the future look like is it just going to kind of keep on those two and build out the the distribution or, or what's the the ultimate goal that you can say that won't get you in trouble <laughs> well, I think uh, th- that's the the onset for the first part of 23 is that we're going to be really focused on the gin and the vodka. We have a tequila that's in the pipeline that we hope to be rolling out mid-year uh, 23. And then beyond that, we're going to start to see how the uh, the market, you know, development and acceptance of this. Obviously, tequila has been very hot. So we, we that's been very much on the forefront of our, uh, our, our next, uh, uh, you know, product introduction. Uh, but for right now, those are kind of where we're headed. And and beyond that, we'll see where uh, where things take us. And, and I was going to say, to introduce this product to a lot of folks, how much fun has it been working with bartenders and so forth? Because those are the ones that really can kind of push the, this out there and, and help. And then obviously, you know, others that, that are in the industry too. Yeah, we work with, you know, in, in, in presenting this to a lot of mixologists and, and bartenders, it's been fun. You know, a lot of the uh, the feedback that we received is like, hey, I've, I've never seen this before. And that to me is the greatest comment, which is exactly right. This doesn't exist. And so that's where we're going to help you to give something that is is of high quality, that you can create some really fun cocktails, create a cocktail menu or a cocktail program around lifestyle cocktails, which is kind of where we're, we're, we're taking this. It, it's not foolproof. It's not no proof. It's right in the sweet spot and it allows you to in, in, you know, hopefully sling a few more cocktails at your, uh, at your establishment. And then, then I guess my, my last question is, is where can folks find this? Cause at the end of the day, you want people to be able to enjoy it and try it and, and experience it. So where can folks find it? We are launching uh, in Whole Foods nationally, uh, beginning in uh, here in January, and 
obviously we're going to be pounding the pavement to uh, get this out to every uh, local establishment and uh, around the country. So we're, we're, we're really out there trying to drive as many boxes with our distribution partners out there. Yeah. But the, the, <clears throat> the big launch for us is, is the whole foods program. That'll be Gen one. It'll be in what? 140 stores, mm-hmm. something like 140 stores uh, all over the country. I think what's really exciting about it for us is it's part of a program that Whole Foods is doing that's wrapped around dry January and the whole concept of kind of better for you, more moderate experiences. And so they believe, in, and we obviously agree with them, that there's a consumer out there who's really interested in the concept of moderation, right? When we did this survey during our, our original press release, we learned that nine out of 10 people said, yeah, I would be more open to a dry January if it actually meant something more like just cutting back as, a, as opposed to just fully shutting it down. And so we're super excited to be in store with a partner like Whole Foods. They're obviously a, a great retailer. And then after that, it's about going out and knocking on a lot of doors and getting into as many of these <laughs> retailers as we possibly can. We're based in Chicago, so we're now on shelf at a couple of really, really wonderful um, partners here. But our, our job going forward is to open more and more accounts so that everybody who you speak to in your audience can participate as well. Well, and it's great to see that there are more and more options that, that folks can enjoy. Summerroyspirits.com uh, to find some more information. James, Michael, thanks for, for sharing the story, sharing a drink, and, and coming up with something pretty cool. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate you. Check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here for our conversation, it's quite the duo. One has been on the show before and another's making his first appearance. First up is the founder of Wolf Spirit, Umberto Lucchini. Lucchini? The, the, magnificent, the Magnificent, the Magnificent, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take that. Welcome back, Umberto. And we have with him, he's part of the group that has is part of the Puncher's Chance Bourbon. He's an entrepreneur, announcer, entertainer, motivational speaker. I feel like I need to have a, a real good like uh, auctioneer voice for this. <laughs> Welcome in, You'll Bruce. You'll never Buffett. match it. You'll never match it. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate it. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I have a feeling I know what all of us are drinking if we're having something tonight because it's one of your brands and it's, I've got some puncher's chance. So I'm guessing, is that what you all have? That's what Definitely. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost Umberto on the visual. I should be still there. Yeah. He's, it, I think we're all good. Sometimes it likes to downgrade everything. Just uh, let it upload as, as we go now. Yeah. I gotta ask you. you obviously, you guys are bourbon guys. You've you've been in the alcohol industry, especially uh, Umberto. Are you drinking it always on rocks? Neat. What's the best way for you guys to enjoy a bourbon? Personally, I'm I. We got voted by the Bourbon Spectator the top five best sipping bourbon in America at its price range. So that's exactly what I do. I love my bourbon straight, but also I love old fashions. You know, and it mixes with absolutely everything you can possibly think about. Best served as you like it. <laughs> that, that's how we go around here. Drink it how you like it with who with who you like. Now, you yeah. know, um, Umberto, what's it been like being in this alcohol industry for, for so long? And for those that might not know, 
You've had oh. some pretty good success. You were with the Pari Group, you know, Wild Turkey, reimagining all sorts of things. So, what's it been like on this journey? How many days do you have to chat? <laughs> it's been. This is why uh, we call you the Magnificent, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, I. I. It, it's been a phenomenal journey, uh, and it's continuing. And it's. Uh, we are. We are lucky. We are in an industry that we always uh, say it. I mean, in in, in the good times. We grow in the bad times we grow um, and it's it's never going to be the industry that it's going to make headlines because it's like crypto growing at triple digit and then the day after everybody's bust and everybody's bankrupt this is a resilient industry it's an industry that it's fun because it is uh, about emotions and people especially in the spirits world they buy brands because they are emotionally somehow connected to them and uh, since when you hit the hard economic times, the emotions are different, but you still have emotions. And I always go, I give two examples, the Sex and the City era of the early 2000s that drove the martini craze and the cosmopolitan. And then the resurgence of bourbon that really happened in the economic challenges of the 2009 and 10 when Mad Men was on TV and it was all about old fashioned and reassuring ourselves that in the 1950s and the 1960s, our parents and grandparents knew what they were doing. And uh, we're hitting again economic, tough economic times. So it's going to be again, American brands. It's going to be again, that reassuring brown spirit because it's aged because there's people behind it. There's a master distiller somewhere in the, in the nostalgic world of these brands. People just feel a bit more reassured. Let's put it that way. So well, it's then, been, it's phenomenal. It, it, it is always a, 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 it's a good measure of culture. I think spirits, um, it, it, it kind of gives you a sense where society is. Well, and then how did you all come together for puncher's chance? How did that all come about? I think that's you know, the, the Bruce story. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the story real quick. I've been approached by, um, I've wanted to have a spirit line for probably the last 10, 12 years. Okay. And basically, I'm all about, you know, don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes and wanted to wait for the right time when my image and my brand was strong enough to support, you know, a great um, sweet nectar of the bourbon gods like Puncher's Chance. I was approached by a company for tequila. Uh, I felt that I feel the tequila market's a little oversaturated. Um, I didn't I didn't like the product. I didn't like the business acumen. I was approached from Brazil with a big company um, to make cachaça rum, which is their form of rum down there, which our image down there is like soccer, Ronaldo. I mean, we're all so popular down there. It would have sold really, really well. And they were nice financial offers. But again, I didn't like the juice and I didn't like the business acumen of the people. And I only side myself with the best products and the best people. And I was filming a Super Bowl commercial, a uh, local commercial back in, in Connecticut. And one of the assistant uh, directors on the, on the uh, commercial was a relative of our partner, Brad Leviton, uh, who um, he, they told me was getting ready to come out with this great bourbon. And I said, really, I, bourbon's like my favorite li uh, liquor. That's what I love to drink. And I said, I'd love to meet him. And lo and behold, long story cut short, um, Umberto and Brad showed up at my home office in Los Angeles and we met. Immediately, I recognized the passion. We all had the same passion for you know what they wanted to do. Uh, their business acumen and their background with the successful millennials they've had with Cabo Wabo Tequila, Skinny Girl, Campari all these brands it just really dictated that this was what i was looking for 
But then when they told me the name and I saw that because it's all about, you know, one punch can change your course of life. One punch can change your career when the fight, you know, when the whatever, no matter you can relate it to everything in life, you know, even as a poker player, I related to poker. Uh, and then when I tasted it, it was like, oh, this is just nirvana. This is amazing. So it was the most perfect circle. It all came together. We completed each other, and then we went on this path two years ago. And I'm happy to say we've won six gold medals. Uh, we got voted by, the, again, the Bourbon Spectator, top five best sipping bourbon in America. We've come out with the barrel version. We have a single barrel version coming out. We've had the 12-year reserve that sold out. The 14-year reserve, the left cross we just released, which is already sold out. You know, I, I'm still <laughs> waiting for my case. I haven't even gotten it. I've tasted it. I haven't gotten it yet. So um, with that being said, I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid in a toy store, and I've got great partners and great product, and that is perfect nirvana. I'm an entrepreneur. I started my first company when I was 19. I know how to succeed in business. I've definitely had my share of failures, which only teaches you how to succeed. And right now, we're just knocking down the doors. I mean, we're one, we're one of the top-rated, fastest-selling, craft-distilled bourbons in America, and I could not be happier. And, uh, you know, I'll show Conor McGregor how to do it the proper way. That's all I can say. <laughs> I, lo I love it. And so um, so you already yeah. had Puncher's Chance uh, figured out before before you even got Bruce involved, right? Uh, yes, yes. I um, one, one of the quotes that inspired this brand is uh, from Vince Lombardi. Um, the greatest accomplishment is not in never falling. It's in rising after you fall. And so... That that kind of because I started an entrepreneur career after I would say a successful corporate career. This was um, inspiring me as the underdog who um, is starting again, and um, and and I felt the two greatest American traditions: fighting for what you believe in and bourbon. Those are this is why people come to America. It's uh, it's because they have that underdog opportunity so the the name the concept of the brand was figured out beforehand and then we are against celebrity we are we we don't want to like partner with a bling name because uh, it just it's a speed to success it's not about that we want genuine people who buy into the idea and the 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 ethos of the brand and uh, as bruce said that felt very natural fit well, and it's amazing to see because, like you said, you've had now two other releases: the distance, uh, that nice little play on the twelve rounds there, and the left cross that just just dropped as well. Um, now, now I, I got to ask, how involved are both of you when it comes to uh, figuring out the taste? Now, obviously, Bruce, you came in a little later on the the original one, but at least on the other two, uh, with the finishes, uh, how involved were you, and how much, if so, how much fun was it uh, getting to taste test? Well, let me, let me say this. A man's got to know his limitation, right? As well as got to know <laughs> his excellence and what he does. And when I have partners like Humberto and the Wolf Distillery and everything else, I have put my heart, my hand, my soul into their hands, right? However that sounded. You know what I'm trying to say. So I <laughs> yeah. trust them. And it's never been an issue with me. Um, I do not have the track record that Umberto has and all the areas it takes to be successful in this industry. Uh, but when I get to taste it, definitely, I've never complained one bit. So if Umberto tells me that this is coming out, the single barrel version is coming out, 
116 proof barrel version is coming out. I'm like, when do I get my bottle? When can I enjoy it? When can I share it with everybody I know? And I've never complained one time. So I'll go forward like that because I trust my amazing partner. And that's the, every year, um, we'll try ideally even twice a year if we can, but again, we're a small player, uh, but every year we will have these limited releases. And as we build our credibility and expertise, we, uh, we will eventually have actually Bruce drive his own liquid, his own preference. Um, but it, it takes a, it takes a bit of time to create some great liquid in bourbon, as you know. And, uh, so we're, we're taking our time and we're growing into it. And, uh, I think, I think Bruce, um, honestly, he, um, he's been very patient with us. Uh, we, we would all like to grow fast and become big and, uh, successful immediately, but we are both aligned. It's about the journey, the destination. We're, we're all hoping it's going to be a sunny, beautiful place. But in the meantime, let's, let's do some good fun job. Exactly. And, you... um, like Umberto mentioned, you know, he's been talking about coming up with a puncher's chance version. That's, you know, related to me, whether it's my trademark, my image, you know, the whole bit. Um, I'm honored about that and I'll definitely be swallowing down that juice before it goes into a bottle. So trust me. On that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it's, you got to be patient. And then when it is, when it's time, uh, pun intended, you, you'll, you'll know, right? Hey, I'm a poker player. Exactly you, can't be, you can't win a poker unless you're patient. So trust me, patience is one of my key qualities. <laughs> Which is good with, with bourbon. And then I got to ask, you know, how involved or how much fun is it coming up with these clever names? Because I'm going to try here the, the distance. I've got a little sample of it. You know, it's a 12-year-old finishing Cabernet uh, Savion barrels. And then I believe the 14-year-old's the in rum casks, if I'm not correct. Not, and it's called the Left Cross. So a lot Jamaica. of, obviously, puncher's chance, a rum. lot of, yeah. Jamaican rum. So it opens up the whole boxing world and culture of, of, of MMA fighting in Jamaica and the Caribbeans. Um, Honestly, most of the Latin world, uh, from Mexico to obviously Latin America, uh, the, the Central America, there's a richness in culture for, in terms of MMA. And there's obviously a lot of richness in terms of, uh, liquid and aging. Uh, the Caribbean in particular, obviously with rum offers a lot, but Latin America, I mean, um, Bruce Buffer was approached on a cachaça. There's a reason why they have certain pisco, cachaça. They, they, there's a culture over there which is fascinating and crosses very well with whiskey. Uh, so there's a, a lot. Honestly, that's the fun for me. It, it's, it's creating these, the, these brands and these products that are tied to the overall Punch's Chance mission and, uh, and, and, and objective. But at the same time, they offer a bit of lightheartedness it is we're still selling a world that is for enjoyment so there's we don't want to send a message that is a bit too heavy also i mean in the end let's have a drink a sip and enjoy it and it's and it's good juice uh, i was gonna say it's it's good juice and you know i gotta ask you this too bruce because you know i have fun saying names like you know umberto and all these people that, that come on, on the show and they all come from interesting backgrounds. Now, what you do for a day to day living is literally announce folks names. I've done that for minor league baseball and I was awful at it. 
how how much work goes into figuring out how to pronounce everyone's name and say it correctly? <laughs> That's no, a I great question. <laughs> I never rehearse. Okay, I, you don't you don't hear me in the shower going you know like Habib Nurmagomedov. You know I'm not not that. But what we do do is, the UFC is a very well oiled machine. So the fighters are asked to make audio recordings of their names the way that they wish them to be spoken, and uh, then the commentators like Rogan and John Anik and I were all in sync and as long as I know I'm in sync then as soon as I walk out into the stadium feel the energy of the crowd that's where I get my energy from the more energy they give me the more I'll give them or I'm announcing to a COVID empty environment and I got to make it sound like I'm announcing to 10,000 people I do my job with passion so I will always deliver right and the moment that passion wanes I am going to retire but that's not for at least another 10 years so I'm 65 I'm still jamming so it's all good Okay. Um, kidding it. <laughs> come on, Alberto. You run 70 miles in a day. I mean, I run like seven feet, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> although I do train hard in other areas. <laughs> I've been an athlete my oh. whole life. But the bottom line is uh, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Uh, I, I love that. Now, I got to ask have you ever messed up a name or just have you figured out how to roll with it and it's all good? Oh, yeah. You know, listen, I've made. Less mistakes than I can count on both hands to a certain extent. Maybe it's gone over one hand in 27 years, about to be 28. But yeah, I, I've not announced the wrong name. Maybe announced the name wrong. But one time I looked at a referee named Mary Yamasaki, who is a Caucasian Brazilian announce, uh, referee. And we have the great Herb Dean referee with the dreadlocks and everything. And I looked at him and I go, and your referee in charge of the octagon is Herb Dean. And while I'm saying it, I'm going like, Herb Dean. I'm realizing the mistake I'm making while I'm saying it, right? <laughs> But I just blew it over and went forward, and everybody got a nice laugh. One time I called the the main event, the co-main event or something like that. So, you know, I, I got a laugh out of the audience, and it's like, hey, it's cool. You know, you got to be a little self-deprecating in this world. But very few mistakes, but the trick of any performer is, if you do make a mistake, to keep rolling forward. I'm sure Frank Sinatra I, screwed up a couple of lyrics. Oh. That's a good one. Especially I was going to say, I've had, heard people... Had his aunt while he was singing. And I've seen him live. <laughs> I, twice. I don't know how he could have yeah. sang with as much Jack Daniels as he was drinking on the stage. But it's all good. No, I, I completely understand. My my favorite is when I say it right, and then it's not... Somehow I hit didn't hit the record button, and then I hit the record button, and I say it wrong, and I'm like, I swear yeah. I did it right the first time. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, with your catchphrase, it's time. When I say it, it's like, you know, a, a dad saying it to their kid and they're like, what? It's time for what? When you say it, you get people jacked up. They're ready to go. They know what's happening. How did that phrase come about? You know, every day I woke up uh, for many, many years, I would um, look in the mirror as I'm shaving and I, you know, kind of like all that jazz. Have you ever saw the movie where he looks in the mirror? I used to be that way, too. And I'd say, it's time. And the reason why, it's time to have the best day ever. It's time to be the best I can be. It's time to, you know, move forward and make things happen. And uh, then I realized um, when I started, it wasn't what I say, it's how I say it. And I was never, like, phrase-driven. My brother, the great Michael Buffer, known for Let's Get Ready to Rumble, everybody liked to copy Michael. Everybody thinks you have to have a catchphrase as an announcer. Well, I didn't think that way. I wanted to get out there and create my own style during the first few years. About seven years into my career, I... Uh, thought, okay, I used to say it's time to begin the Ultimate Fighting Championship at the top of the show. Dana White, when he bought the show, we got together, he wanted me to stop saying that. I said, okay, fine, not a problem. So I created the excitement based on 
again, how I say it, but then when the main event came around, I realized that the fans have been sitting here for five hours, the fighters have been training for eight to ten weeks, it all culminates down to this final moment, the moment that all of us have been waiting for, it's time. So then I started it, and it just took off organically, which is the best way to build any business, whether it's bourbon or a trademark phrase. And um, in 2003, when we went back to Brazil, I, I was saying it, and, and the entire audience, 20,000 Brazilians who speak Portuguese, said it back to me, right? And I stepped out of the octagon, and the cut man, Stitch Duran, said, did you hear that? And I said, what? He goes, they all said it with you. At that point, I knew it was catching on, because I'd never even been in an arena when everybody yelled, let's get ready to rumble back to Michael, you know? So... That was the moment, and then it just built from there. And like I said, don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. Now, the brand has grown very strong. I'm going to turn it into a billion-dollar brand. It's already a quarter of the way there with sales and everything else, if not more. And I have my own goals in life. And um, listen, Let's Get Ready to Rumble is one of the greatest, not the greatest trademark American culture phrase ever created. And it's time, I'm happy to say, is really catching on. I'm very humble about the whole thing. Okay. When I walk down the street or I walk through and people aren't saying my name, they're yelling at me, it's time. Obviously, something's working, right? So it's all good. <laughs> tell you what, before the end of this interview that I can't put his time in front or behind of, I'll mail you $1,000. <laughs> That's how confident. Perfect phrase. Uh, it, it really is. It really is. I mean, I even worked it in as a, as a pun with, and it goes well with bourbon because if you think about it, it's all about timing. It's all about being patient. It's really perfect for you and what you do. Hey, it's bourbon time, baby. That's the way it is. It's what Puncher's <laughs> Chance is all about. Boom, let me do this right. There you go. It's incredible. <laughs> See, Umberto, you, the partnership is, is working out well. And I got to <laughs> ask, too, because you know when, when you, you're creating prod, you know, products, I mean, I believe the Puncher Chance is, what, a four-, five-, and six-year-old blend? right yeah more more on the more more on the six-year-old we um i i i'm not bourbon expert i'm not a distiller but i learned from the probably the best out there i i learned from the best out there jimmy russell and um i you know a little little above four year you're you're really starting to get the nectar as um as bruce called well, and I was going to say, because you've got, for that level of product to be kind of a craft brand, and it's coming in at, what, $35, $40? Pretty good. 35 yeah. Yeah, $35. One other element is, is to make it approachable. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I was incredibly happy because I, I really thought this is going to be a hard market to enter. It's It's a lot of expertise behind it. It's a lot of big brands with incredible people. Um and so I thought for to be the underdog here is going to be a massive challenge. Now, that's also what gets you excited. And to Bruce's point, in the morning, you wake up and it's like, okay, I'm going to kick ass today. And so uh, we, we figured it out. We figured it out. And especially we figured out a way of creating a craft brand that we can sell nationally and with no disruption in supply, uh, which there's a lot of great craft brands out there. But, you know, it's hard to scale at a, a national level. Well, and then and not also, only that. I mean, the price was crucial, and we launched it that we weren't yet in this inflationary period, but it was really important to make it accessible, and uh, because everybody should be allowed to dream, and the, this brand is about dreaming, 
of making a difference. But I, you dream and then you have a $90 product and it's like, okay, only a handful can dream. <laughs> That's a different kind of dream. <laughs> That's what I was going to say because even the 12-year and the 14-year are priced well. You almost see those prices nowadays for the quote-unquote craft brands because the 12-year-old is 120 the 14-year-old is 150 I don't know too many places that do a 12 and a 14 anymore at that price. What I can tell you is our CFO is not always the happiest guy in the room. <laughs> but, 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 but you and Bruce, you know, you work him over and you sweet talk him and it works out, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. As I, I said, it's the, the boss. Roberto's the boss. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. In magnifico. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, now, I also have to ask, too, because, you know, Umberto with Wolf Spirit, you have a lot of other things. You have Mescal, a couple other things. And, Bruce, you talked about it. You were kind of offered a whole bunch of other different things along the way. Have you always all been into bourbon? Has that kind of been a go-to drink, or was that one that came on at a certain point in life for, for y'all? Well, I, I never really drank hard liquor until my 20s. Um, and, you know, I enjoy a good gin and tonic, you know, here and there. Mostly I'm a wine drinker, but bourbon's always been my go-to. I mean, I love a good scotch, but bourbon's been my go-to, for sure. Well, I mean, the name says it. I'm Italian. I'm born and raised in Italy. came <laughs> over in the U.S. with the dream of, uh, of America. And uh, as an Italian, I mean, for me, the go-to drinks are aperitifs. So I was born and raised with... Uh, Honestly, I was having Fernet style drinks after dinner because my dad is like, oh, we had a heavy dinner, have a bit of a digestive. So, and I was like, I wonder why I'm so happy tonight. And it's like, yeah, of course, <laughs> you're getting 42 <laughs> degree alcohol every time you, you want to go to bed. But the, yeah, so I, I learned bourbon. I was lucky. I, I always give these two examples. My first football game, American football I'm talking about. My first football game was a Super Bowl. So after that, you, you, I mean, how can you go to another game, right? And my first bourbon was drunk with Jimmy Russell. So I was lucky. I, uh, you learn from the best. I, I love that. I love that. And that's how it is. Sometimes it's just about sharing drinks with good people, sharing good, good stories, and, and good things can happen. And, and that's how the, the partnership has come together. And I guess – as we kind of get toward the end of this conversation, what's next for, for Puncher's Chance, Wolf Spirit? What's what's next for y'all? Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start, and I can tell you, next is really um, continue to do what we're doing and doing better, uh, but also staying true to who we are. So we're not we're not going to do flavored stuff. Or we're not we're not going to cut corners. Uh, if anything, we'll continue the exploration and tell the story there's so much we, we of our story there's so many people that don't know it yet and um and we will we'll grow and we'll continue to grow and, and spread spread the message now i am calling you from europe right now because we are opening up the european market for next year and that's also i mean the the mma community bruce himself as he mentioned brazil south america i mean that that spirit it's not tied to uh, a uh, boundaries they're not tied to uh, physical limits so for us it's also spreading the message outside america which i'm very excited about you know we're talking about canada and england and other countries you know into australia you know it's 
it's it's amazing. This is a this is this is a journey, right? And I love journeys, you know, and they don't have to come to an end. So <laughs> no, absolutely, a long time. Absolutely. Well, and that and that's the beauty of of bourbon and and Bruce. It sounds like wine guy finished bourbons. That's a perfect match too because a lot a lot of good ones come out that way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, well, sir. you know, being a wine guy, I mean, we're making them in wine barrels, so I'm getting the best of two worlds. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. And and I can't wait to see what's next. Because like I said, I've loved what I've gotten to try. The Puncher's Chance is great. I also had the, the, the 12-year-old, the Distance, um, which is, is pr pretty damn good for a 12-year-old. And I really would hope to try that 14-year-old because I'm a sucker for oh, yeah. cask. Because um, there's just yep. nothing better than that. Um but but maybe but if Bruce hasn't even gotten to try it, it could be hard for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what I can tell you, this is my put my promotional hat. You go not for you, Jonathan. We'll take care of you with a little sample that you can enjoy. But the reality is, you go on our website, you can pre-order it because demand is actually very hot right now. And um, obviously, I tried it, uh, but I don't have a physical bottle with me because we are literally producing it as we speak. We are taking pre-orders, puncherschancebourbon.com. Get get in the list, and uh, you'll get a bottle of this wonderful Left Cross finished in Jamaican rum casks. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I love it. I love it. Well, Bruce, Umberto, I, I appreciate you sharing a drink with me telling the puncher's chance story and it's always good to have these conversations always good to talk about it i love talking about what i love <laughs> yeah thank you for having us find more from hops and spirits at hopspirits.com thanks everybody bye